We want to welcome you to this week's episode, episode actually number 21 of Live Transformed. I'm Bob Meissner. Next to me is my beautiful wife, Audrey. And joining us on Live Transformed is Dr. Jim Richards. We'd like to welcome you, Jim. We're so thankful that you decided to wake up this morning and do this with us. (laughs) (laughs) Roll yourself out of bed and let's get going. There's a part of me that's glad I woke up. I I wouldn't mind waking up in heaven, you know, if you'll know the truth. But, but, you know, but since I've had to wake up here on planet Earth, I'm glad I got to spend the morning with you guys. Yeah, we're the next best thing to heaven right there. That's right. Aligning yourself with heaven on Earth. And you know, as we're really talking about these components of transformation and what it really, really what it is, is walking aligned with the Spirit of God, walking from our spirit man. I just love the direction that we're going. And I just want to thank you, our listeners, for your feedback. We love getting your emails. We love hearing from you. And, um, you know, it was a, a couple episodes when we talked about dead works and good works. I know that it felt almost kind of like, whoa, that was a lot of information. Yeah. And I, I know some of our listeners, you know, listened to it three or four times and made notes. So that means you're profound. I'm mm. going to say it again. You must be a genius, Dr. Jim Richards. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Here's the thing that makes something profound out of the Word of God. You know, when you when you resist the temptation to turn the Word of God into a formula, then this means that there is no intellectually grasping the realities that mm. you're talking about. And so people go back and and listen to these several times, and, and really what they're getting into without realizing is a form of meditation because they're pondering. They're, they're pondering what this is saying to them. They're pondering what this means to them. You know, it's, it's bigger than, I mean, anybody that can understand English can understand what we're saying, <laughs> but that has nothing to do with whether or not you're actually grasping it from a heart perspective. So mm-hmm. th- these people that are doing this are people who are really making this journey, even though they may not realize the component that they're walking mm-hmm. through these components that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We recently had our marriage getaway and we did it in the Dominican um, a week with um, 14, or 14, 16 people, 16 yeah. people. Mm-hmm. and it was just a fabulous week. And we, you know, we always have an idea of what we're going into. I mean, this is a marriage week. This is to enhance your marriage, to do things. But boy, did we ever get into transformation. Yes. You know, the the putting off, the put on, the real me. I mean, it was an it was probably the most emphasized, very put off, put on marriage event we've ever yeah. done. Yeah. And it ended up being very little about marriage and very much about each person in the marriage. And yeah. I tell you, that's where the transformation took exactly. place in your relationship. In your relationship yeah. is when yeah. you deal with the issues of your own heart. And here's a fun, uh, you know, something for fun people fact. to know. Fun fact. There fun you go. Fact. Thank you very much. Fun fact is we had couple uh, couples from New Brunswick, Canada. And 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 they love the Live Transform series. Uh, they've been following us for years. And I said, hey, I said, I've always wanted to go to the Northeast. I'd love to come to New Brunswick. And I said, I'll even bring Dr. Jim with me. <laughs> so they, there you go. By the way, <laughs> and they said, really? I said, I said yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, that's what we're doing yeah, this fall. Yeah, just to let you know, FYI. Just to let okay. you know. And, <laughs> uh, and it's actually very, very exciting. Uh, could, what what, could, what a could, fantastic could, group. Yes. Could we go up there during the three days of summer that they have? <laughs> <laughs> actually, we're looking at the autumn. 
with the beautiful autumn leaves, and and so we'll we'll do it there. Not not fun. January or February. Good, so there good, you go. good. There we go. But I, I say that New Brunswick, and as well, I do want to let our listeners know. You know, hey, if you've got a group group of people and you'd like to help sponsor an event, we'd love to be able to hear from I you. I love it. Okay. So by the end of today. <laughs> Because this is the direction we're going. Our, our dear listeners, our friends, we're talking about the motivational factors that really help us to get through the transformation. Yep. Because we need to be motivated or else you will stay in bed. I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. And sadly, you know, religion does not motivate people. Mm-mm. Because religion is usually based on some form of fear, obligation, pressure, you know, that sort of thing. Well, it's a negative so, motivation. It, it, yeah, it is a motivation, but it sure isn't a good one. Well, when you're... See, manipulation is when you get people to do what you want them to do for your reasons. Ah. Motivation is when you inspire someone to do what they want to do ah. for their reasons. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, actually... When you guys were talking about you know your your last marriage advance that that you had, you know in my forty plus years of of doing marriage counseling, you know one of the first things I always tell people when they walk would walk into my office is marriage counseling doesn't work exactly. And it so doesn't. if you're here, yeah, if you're here to get marriage counseling, traditional marriage counseling, then you, you're going to have to see somebody else because what what works is when two people become who they really are that's in Jesus. It. Yes, yes. And then out of that, that's the only place where they can find the true organic spiritual harmony mm-hmm. for their lives. Oh, and exactly. Doctor, yeah. seriously, Jim, what we worked on for three and four days in a row was what we call the Real Me Project. And they were all just un- identifying the lives that, had, lives that had limited them. They were starting to go into the true um, original intention when God created them. And they were starting to become alive, all ages. Yeah. These couples are every age. And what was what was really cool was at the end of it, they said, we're going home so different because we yeah. know the real us. Yeah. And they actually said, and we're going to throw at all those marriage books because they made us feel like losers. <laughs> like the marriage books yeah. that they had often make them feel like, man, I'm just not that great of a wife yeah. or a husband. I'm just going to, I'm I'm just. Well, it's, they stereotype what a husband's supposed to do. You know, uh, you know, I've got a, I've got a doctorate in human behavior. I've got, I've got years, not, not of just abstract you know, theological and psychological research, but but in the clinic, you mm-hmm. know, in the counseling room. Yes, and it it drives me crazy when people come in the door with with a religious or or even humanistic, you know, stereotypes of what they're supposed to be as a husband, you know, or or as a wife, and. Those stereotypes come from culture, and sometimes they're imposed by the you know by the other spouse. This is what you're supposed to do. But sadly, society so drives that. And so when people come in and say, "Well, I know men tend to do this," I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, no!" Right, right. The Bible doesn't break up what our struggles are into men and women. Right. The Bible says every temptation that is taken you is common to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, we all have the same struggles and tendencies. Culturally, we may manifest them differently. But as long as a person is seeing themselves as unique mm-hmm. in, in, in the relationship, instead of just saying, you know, my, here, here's my, and I always tell couples this, 
Matter of fact, sometimes I'll tell couples in the beginning, I say, now listen, my marriage counseling, the way I approach it, you're either going to fall deeply in love or you're going to get a divorce real quick if you go through my process. <laughs> because in my process, you have no right to change your mate. Right. You Can't only have the right to go through personal transformation and become the person you and want. And I be. have watched a man, a woman, fall in love with her husband in the moments that he is discovering the real him in Jesus. Yeah. I have watched a woman that despised her husband when he taps into underneath all that pain and all that dysfunction, the real him, she falls in love with him all yep. over again. That was the man she fell in love with. And you're right, she is going to either deeply fall in love with her husband or him with her, mm -hmm. or as you said, they're just going to say, "Okay, then this isn't yeah. this isn't going to work." But yeah. but walking through transformation and actually seeing somebody transform yeah. before your eyes, it's, it's, it's just amazing. It is extremely attractive, yes, and, it but it also creates an, an empathy you know, mm -hmm. for them. And it's exactly. just like, wow, I had no idea the depth and the struggle and the pain that you were going through. And now I'm gonna yeah. now I now I want to love you again. Mm -hmm. When I see you in your brokenness, and mm -hmm. I'm seeing Jesus meet you in your brokenness, yeah. for some reason that just attracts and me. That vulnerability that you be, have, that yes. tenderness and that softness is mm -hmm. can oh. can be restored in relationship. And that actually gets into motivation. That's one of the, one of the reasons I even d dove into this because when, when you're when uh, let's say you're trying to resolve a marriage situation, you know motiv motivation is an interesting thing. When you define your reason for doing something, you only stay motivated as long as, number one, uh, that reason is important enough to you, you know, to keep facing whatever obstacles you're facing. But secondly, the moment you reach your perceived goal, then all motivation goes away and, and you fall right back into what you've previously been doing so you when the only motivation is to save my marriage then ah. then as soon as the conflict has gone out of the marriage the, the motivation to keep developing right. goes away because right. because you've reached your internal goal so our goals have to go deeper yeah or is that what you're saying i don't know please help me with that no absolutely you know I don't, I don't know if you've ever gone through like my heart physics for health program yes i have and, you know, one of the things that I teach people in that, because I talk about weight, even though it's not really about weight loss, but I, I, I use weight as one of the examples. This is why many people, men, they finally one day they look in the mirror and they say, dang, I'm disgusted with myself. I'm going to lose 50 pounds or whatever, whatever they say. And I'm telling you, almost without exception, the minute they hit the 50 pound mark, they reward themselves by going out and eating a cake. <laughs> Twinkies. <laughs> yeah. Why? I mean, why would they do something illogical? Right. Well, it's because it the sense. reason that motivated them is gone the minute the goal is accomplished. And that's why we get the up and down that, you know, you lose your weight, yeah. you gain your weight. This makes so much sense because uh -uh. when I listed, when I did the heart physics with the health module and it says my, and really your goal did go deeper. Well, you helped us yeah. to develop our goal. I want to live a lifetime of energy. I want to be flexible. I want to be strong. I want to be energetic. Yeah. I mean, I am. I'm not saying I want to be. I right. am energetic. I am strong for mm -hmm. a lifetime. But that's your goal is to, is to be there every yes. day. And that goal never runs out. See, I, 
you know, people ask me a lot, how do I stay motivated to keep doing all the stuff that I do? How do I stay motivated to write books? How do, you know, I'm self-managed. Nobody tells me to get up and go to work. And you do a lot in a week. I've, yeah, I've watched and I, and I get up and go to work. Yeah. And the thing is, it's because I have very fulfilling goals that there is no end to them. Very, let's say that again, very fulfilling goals. They're very fulfilling for me personally, but there is no end. In other words, it they, they never end. So yes. every day I get up and and this goal, this purpose that I'm, that I have is, is still alive to me, mm-hmm. which, you know, brings, this brings, you know, and we we're talking about motivation and, you know, we'll get very detailed in it, but there's some conceptual things we need to understand about motivation. You know, there's, um, there's two types of motivation. One is called toward motivation and one is called away motivation or away from motivation. And so many times we're tempted to get away from something or we're tempted sometimes to uh, uh, to go toward something. We're, we're, we're pursuing something. Mm-hmm. Now, away motivation is really effective when uh, when you just need to separate yourself from something that's causing you pain, mm-hmm. you just you know you're trying to get away from mm-hmm. it. But if a person doesn't know who they are in Jesus, and this goes back to why in a marriage and in all you know all of our counsel, we we both do it the same way. We're always all about getting people to believe and experience who they really are in Jesus. Correct. Mm-hmm. Because because if you don't know who you are in Jesus, then you feel that the world is more powerful than you. Mm-hmm. So the greatest achievement you could have is to get away from the pain. But the problem is the moment you get away from the pain or the moment you get away from the thing you're afraid of or the moment you get away from the thing that you dread, then all motivation is gone and you and you stop there. I see that now, yes. So, you know, life is going to be a combination of away from because there's things sure. for survival we have to get away from. But if we don't have the right mixture of away from and toward, mm-hmm. what am I going toward? What is my what is my real goal that never ends that that, that can wake me up every morning? You know, you know, uh, my, my family is all now. Now that my kids are older, they understand. But you know, so much of my life, my kids. I was raising my kids. They're like, Dad, why do you eat the way you eat? Why, you know, just eat some of this. This is good. This tastes good. I'm like, no, no, thank you. And, you know, I never gave them a lot of lectures about about it, you know. No. But, but you know, as they got older, I would say, look, you, you, you guys don't remember this. Y'all were so young. But, you know, I laid in the hospital for months at a time fighting for life, literally fighting for my life. And then, then when I got to where I was going to live, I'm fighting for energy. Mm-hmm. And I know what it is wow. to to be in pain for months and months at a time, or actually years at a time. I know what it is to get up and struggle every single day to have the energy to to enjoy life. And so, having experienced that, my you know my goal around eating and health and all those things has always been: I want to wake up every day, have energy, be clear minded, and enjoy life to its fullest. Mm-hmm. And that's a motivation that never goes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you don't, and, and you know what it feels like not yeah. to have it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that changes everything as far as yeah. the power behind it. And see the, and when that's your motivation, then the moment you eat something that makes you feel bad, you don't get guilty because you ate something. You go, 
this this I no, like this, this isn't good for me. Yeah. I don't like the way I, I don't like the way I feel. This is taking me away. So there's that away from, and then there's toward. And can I tell? Can I just go down that bunny trail for a little bit? Because oh, yeah. Bob, I have seen that happen with you right after you did the heart mm-hmm. physics module with sugar. You wrote on your heart. Well, you started to notice. You know, I we could go through the whole thing, yeah. but the first thing is to notice what yep. everything you're doing, every behavior, mm-hmm. every thought pattern. When I woke up this morning, I took a walk. I I did. I thanked God for my strong mind. I thanked God for the brain processor that He gave me and the subconscious that's there. But now I align that with You, Holy Spirit. And even though it's strong, it is submitted and surrendered to the Holy Spirit me in everything that I do today. So I go through that, pro, you know, that just I have some yep. some things that I do every morning as far as praying. And I thought to myself, yeah, like every thought is a, can be aligned to what God is thinking. It is easy yeah. to think God's thoughts. And that can relate for you for sugar. It's easy sure. to think thoughts because you notice mm-hmm. how that sugar made mm-hmm. you feel. I was just, I'm sorry, but I live with Bob, yeah. so I know. And this, mm-hmm. and this, sure. and this away and toward, uh, the, a lot of people are saying no to this or no to that. I, I won't do this and I won't go there. And that motivation works, but you feel as though you're always depriving yourself. You're always That's you're it. always losing, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm it's it's never enough. And so you really gotta find that toward and, and we're yep. gonna talk about it. We need to find that toward where I make the yes, you know, so much it's not yeah, I'm saying no to that, but what am I saying yes to? Mm-hmm. You see, and so, Jim, as you were explaining, you know, I don't want to go back to hospital. I don't want to feel yeah. pain in my body anymore. I don't want to stay so in bed I'm going to say no to energy. this, but more, I'm saying yes to health, to vitality, uh, to mm-hmm. feeling good, uh, to to be able to get out of bed and 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 enjoy your day. That's all toward. That's exactly. all pulling you toward. That's something. the yes. I'm hearing yeah. you, Jim. You're communicating well. well. You know, at the key of motiv- or at the root of motivation. You know, when when you look at the hierarchy of of man. And you know, we've talked about we talk about that in the dignity and worth seminar and program, you know, you got you got this hierarchy, you know, that that starts with self-image and it goes, you know, to uh, uh, or starts with identity, self-image, self-worth, and then self-confidence, and and that, that's that's the core hierarchy, as far as I understand it, about motivational factors. But the but those come together into one; they coalesce into one core driving concept. And that is this. And, and at, the, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what type of motivation you're talking about or what aspects of motivation that you see and understand. It all comes down to, you know, once you've established who you think you are, you know, your source of your self-worth, all that kind of stuff, then out of that, that, that coalesces together to, to one world-dominating uh, view, and that is... Every single thing I do comes down to my perception of an anticipation of pain and pleasure. Because God created us to not live in pain. 
He put man in a garden called paradise. There was no sickness. There was no suffering. There was no lack. There was no hunger. There was no, you know, the sun didn't burn you. The winters didn't freeze you. It was a perfect world. With, and that, that was, that's always been God's will for man. And that's, that's what we'll have in the end when we, you know, when we have the eternal heavens. We will, which by the way, just make sure people understand this, the eternal heaven is going to be here on earth mm -hmm. after God renovates, you know, planet earth. Mm -hmm. But, uh, <clears throat> but our eternity with God. <laughs> you loved slipping that one in, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, and I say a lot of that for, for just so some of you, when you're, when you're facing these people, these humanists that are saying, why do we think planet earth is so special? There's got, you know, they're spending trillions of dollars to find life out there there somewhere and you know why they're trying to do that because they've got to minimize uh the value of planet earth so they can minimize the value of human life mm -hmm. and that's what these trillions Dangerous. of dollars in space exploration are, are really about it's the luciferian drive yeah. to disprove yeah you're just not who, that special yeah you're who we are to god because yeah. they don't want you to feel special yeah wow but Anyhow, out of so 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 we so out of our true out of our true identity, <clears throat> yeah. the the our dignity, our value and worth is intact. Uh, you, you threw out this other phrase, and I just was chuckling to myself. Yeah. One world dominating view. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's a paradigm. I understand. It, it, I know. Yeah, you understand. I understand. But we do need to clarify that for people. See, a paradigm says. <laughs> a paradigm says there is one dominating way that I will interpret everything. It's true. Yeah. That I will, you know, you know. So, so we all have a paradigm. If you live a, in this a world, dominating life view. If you yes, live, we do. If you live yep. in this world, you will, yep. you know, at the end of the day, everything will come down to your perception of pain and pleasure, and you will go towards Absolutely. pleasure, and you will avoid pain. <clears throat> but, but you have to always remember, it's your perception, your perception of pe pain and pleasure. Is, and your perception of pain and pleasure, this is why this is all built into this hierarchy or is all the result of this hierarchy. See, if a, if a person has, has good self-worth, let's, let's, um, <clears throat> let's say a young guy is in high school and uh, man, there's an attractive girl and she's popular. And so, you know, he, he, he manages to get up the courage to ask her for a date and she goes out with him. And of course, he's the envy of all of his friends, you know, because he's with this really hot girl. Uh, but but let's, let's say that she's really mean, hateful and despiteful and puts him down all the time. Now, if he has a healthy sense of self-worth, he immediately recognizes that is pain. Yes. And, and so oh, we are designed our way, our way from motivation, whether it's healthy or not healthy, always is related to self-worth. So if he's got a healthy sense of self-worth, then he sees that as pain and he starts moving away from it. It doesn't matter how hot she is, how good looking she is, how right. popular he is. That is pain. But... Remember, it's your perception of pain. Right. But if he has low self-worth, see, we, we inherently and effortlessly move away from what we perceive to be pain, and we inherently and effortlessly are drawn to what we perceive to be pleasure. Now, even people who understand the concepts of pain and pleasure will tell you that you're more motivated by 
the avoidance of pain in your pleasure, but that is not I don't, consistent with how God created us. I don't us. believe that. I, I just believe no. that we are moved towards pleasure because at the right hand of God are pleasures forevermore. And the, and the more I get to know God, the more I even get to know this earth, I see pleasure in things I never no. even saw pleasure mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's just a natural <clears throat> walking and talking Absolutely. with the Lord that happens. You know, when I was, when I was young, I always looked two or three years older than I was. Mm-hmm. So the result was, when I was really young, I was dating girls a lot older than me. Right. Now, the problem with that is they had older, bigger, stronger boyfriends. And so this meant, if I, if I took some guy's girlfriend away from him, this meant if I if I got into a physical altercation, which back in those days physical in Tennessee, is that what they're calling the, it now? In, in the in the '60s, you know, uh, that, that, that's how you settle things. You know, you just go out in the backyard and fight. Well, the problem was I knew I was going to always lose, probably because these guys were bigger than me, they were stronger than me, they were more experienced than me. I just I, I looked 16, you know, when I was 13. Uh-huh. But I wasn't 16. No. But the problem was her boyfriend was 16. But see, here's the thing. The pleasure was sure. And th- this is this is a big factor. If I am convinced of the pleasure and the pain is only a possibility, uh-huh. then I will always run the risk of having the pleasure even though there's a possibility of pain. Of pain. And uh, you know, let me tell you something. And I, 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 you know, when I was when I was fifteen, I was I was dating a girl that was twenty one. Her boyfriend or her ex boyfriend was a Golden Gloves boxer from Chicago. Oh dear, you choose them right, don't you, Jim? And buddy, he could he he was one of these guys that you know back when when in the sixties when people would go down and drive around the Tasty Freeze, you know and. And, and, and these little rural towns, you know, called it cruising. You know, you'd go yeah. down and drive around the little joints where everybody hang. He was he was a guy that at about you know at about nineteen he would go down and drag grown men out of their cars wow. and beat them into into of the ground. You know, so this guy was bad news, and uh, so there was that possibility that I may end up tying up with a Golden Glove boxer, but the pleasure was sure. <laughs> wow. And, you know, sure enough, man, he, he caught me one night, and just beat the daylights out of me. and uh, But the pleasure was still sure, and the possibility of him doing that again was only a possibility. So I went oh, right back. Okay, okay. So so this is just helping us with motivation. And and I just want you to finish the story because you back to that high school boy, which is kind of like you, yeah. gets the hot girl, she's mean. If he knows his worth, yeah. he'll move away because that's pain to him. But then yeah. you started by saying if he, know, if he has low self-worth. Yeah. So... So if, if he's got low self worth, then, like I say, then then even though there is this occasional pain from when she puts him down, yeah. there is this pleasure and this elevated sense of self. Elevated that you're getting, sense of self. See, that's what th- I yeah, want. That yeah. You're getting from somebody else yeah. because that's his perception. That's the yeah. way he's he's viewing it. Yes, from his his own personal yeah. because self-worth. anyone who sees him with the hot girl says there's yeah. that's the elevated sense of his. Self. Oh yeah, then he's cool. Yeah, he's popular. So, it's yeah. worth it. Let let me just kind of dig here a little bit. If the pleasure is sure, you'll run the risk of pain. If yep. the pleasure is sure, you're you're going to run the risk of pain. So let's bring that you know even and, to the, our physical, to our the, our health, uh, to the things that we. 
uh, participate with. I mean, for some people, uh, the, the pleasure of 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 accomplishment of of climbing a high high mountain, running a marathon, you know, they know yeah. that they're going to experience pain, but the pleasure of the victory, you know, yeah. pulls them through. Uh, yeah. What about with your diet, the things that you're eating? And it's just Maybe. like you've got the pleasure of the moment. It's just like whether it makes me sick or not, I'm still going to eat this all this food because I'll run the risk of whether I get sick or don't get sick for well, this immediate pleasure. It's because the pain in so many aspects of life is not immediate. So you can convince yourself. You know, we did a, we did a skit in church one time and, and, you know, we used to do wild, bizarre skits and people loved them. I mean, but they got the message. You know what I mean? I uh, actually used to every, every sermon that I developed, I, I developed a skit for it and developed specific music for it so that, <laughs> so that there would be a visual concept. And this is way before anyone did that kind of thing. I remember oh, yeah, that. This, no yeah, one had done that. Yeah, I started doing this stuff back, back in the 70s, actually, in the, in the, in the mid-70s. So, <clears throat> so uh, uh, we, we were doing this skit about... Um, Hotel California was the song that we used <laughs> because, you know, the hook line in Hotel California, people, people, uh, uh, they come up with all these goofy concepts about Hotel California. The whole concept of Hotel California is in one hook song. It says where he says, you can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. That's all that song is about is that one line. Yeah. Because it's... That song, actually, the Eagles wrote that song, seeing people come to California and get caught up in this glamorous life of drugs and sex and all this kind of stuff. And it wasn't that they were against those things because they, you know, they partook of it all themselves, but they realized that most people get into a trap that they'll never, that they'll never get out of. Mm -hmm. So that, that was the song that we used. But but we did this thing where we portrayed Adam and Eve, you know, going through the whole thing of, of partaking of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And and after they ate, they turned around and looked each other in the eye and literally started dancing and started singing, we didn't die, we didn't yeah. die. Because since they didn't die immediately, they yeah, thought that, that there was no pain linked to this this disobedience and this rebellion and that's the way we are about eating you know I, i'll sit down uh, you know I, i've got a grandson that's a high eye for those of you that know anything about behavior patterns he's he's very inspirational <laughs> uh you know high, high eyes move a lot on emotion and that sort of thing and and so um so you know he he was over here telling me the other day how that he, he is uh, hilarious by the way yeah he is <laughs> He, he, you know, Highly he's entertaining. Out, he's working out now, and okay. and he's telling me about how man he was taking care of his health, and so so he he goes in to to the to the cabinet and comes down and sits and eats an entire bag of potato chips right before he eats dinner. <laughs> and Sounds and like a very nice high eye thing to do. <laughs> and he explains to me how that now that he's working out and feeling good, he's really watching what he eats. <laughs> you must have died laughing. Oh, yeah, I didn't even say anything. But, but the point is, <laughs> if he experienced the effects of junk food, Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I was with some people yesterday, man, they were, and I, you know, I'm not condemning anybody. This has nothing to do with whether or not God loves you or, but I was with some people yesterday, and man, I'm telling you, as soon as they'd finished one cigarette, they'd light another, finish one, yeah. light another. And I'm sitting there thinking, so 
are you even considering the remote possibility of pain? But see, remember, cancer is only a possibility. Right. Right. And I'm getting a benefit right now because of the way this affects me emotionally. So so all that to say, oh, man. we're all motivated by our perception of pain and pleasure. So, <clears throat> you know, I, another example that I really, really like to use, I got to be careful on time here, but but I, I'll, I'll share this a lot in, in marriage work when, I, when I'm working with people. Uh, let's say a, a guy has low self-worth. So, you know, he, he gets the woman of his dreams. They get married. And so, you know, for, for a little while, that meets that kind of meets his need. But if you got low self-worth, nothing ever permanently meets the need. Mm-hmm. Because anything that you have to gratify through the five senses, it actually works exactly like addiction works. It stimulates the release of what, you know, for lack of medical terms for uh, of pleasure hormones. Mm-hmm. And so... The problem with anything that releases hormones uh, or neurochemicals is is the fact that that stimulation has to be greater and greater and greater every time mm-hmm. in order to get that same level and sensation of pleasure. So he gets the woman of his dreams, and and they get married. And they got they got a pretty good marriage, but he's but he's still basically insecure. So he's at work eight hours a day, eight hours a day at work. You know he wants to succeed because now because because he needs another fix and his fix now has got to be his 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 boss getting the pat on the back getting the attaboy you know at mm-hmm. work so he starts working too much so his wife starts complaining it's like you know you're never home da, 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 da. and she maybe not be nagging yet but she's complaining now in his mind and in his subjective view of the world is now she is pain. And work is pleasure. Mm-hmm. So inherently, without even logically thinking it through, he's going to start volunteering to stay at work longer. Mm-hmm. He's going to start working more after hours. She's going to start complaining more. And eventually, uh, he's going to begin to view her as total pain. Mm-hmm. Every, my every involvement with her is pain. And I need some pleasure. So what happens? There's secretary at work. That starts paying some attention and making compliments and, and tell him how hard he works and how he needs to get the raises and promotions. So, you know, he's not planning on having an affair, but, you know, the conversation is just going that way. It's meeting a need that's not getting met. So he's staying away from home more. So, you know, home as a whole starts becoming pain. Work as a whole starts becoming pleasure. And so then what he does at some point he has this conversation with his secretary says well you know the real truth is my marriage isn't that good anyhow i mean all we ever do is fight now see he's never he's never allocating or identifying the true source of his pain he's never acknowledging that the source of his pain is that he's always away from home and he's looking for fulfillment somewhere else so eventually that's going to degenerate into an affair it may degenerate into a divorce it may degenerate into something else but all of that, he's making all of that journey because he, because of his perception of pain and pleasure. So all of this brings me to the fact that to keep people motivated, one of the things that one of the things that has to happen, and you know, we have any. I mean, there's a whole aspect of, or two of these components of transformation that we will still get into in future programs. But one of the things I've found is this: I have to help people. I have to get them to, I can't do it for them, but I have to help people begin to identify and experience the true source 
of pain and the true source of pleasure in their life. And you use the word true. I'm very thankful for this because there's something about tr- the word true yeah. that is, is is stronger than the word real or uh, yeah. perception perceived you you, yeah. you know so so what is that you want to help people identify and experience the true source of pleasure <clears throat> what is that you know, one yeah one of the things that i'll do with a person many times is i will i will sit down with them and i'll say okay t- tell me what tell me what's what's going on with your life you know and well my marriage is falling apart and da, 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 da. and sometimes they'll identify some of their own behavior if i can i'll get them to you know it's like okay t- just tell me Tell me what kind of behavior you, you're doing that's contributing to this problem. Now, they won't always do that. And that's, it doesn't matter. They don't even have to know the behavior as long as they can identify the, the, the situation, circumstance. So then I'll say, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to, if, if this goes on the way it's going, or if you continue in this behavior, then I want you to, I want, let's, I want, let's make a list. And I'll tell people, so, you know, I very seldom ever get people to identify negatives. Mm-hmm. Because I'm always working about where we're going. Yeah. But sometimes, if you if you don't identify the pain, you'll deceive yourself. Right. And you and you you can't keep motivated. So I'll have a person make a you know a list of negatives, and I'll have them read that to me, and and uh, and you know I'll, I'll say okay, well, well now think about something else. You said yeah, you, this could end in divorce, but wait a minute now, you you got three kids. There's some other stuff you need to put on there. So, uh, how much time are you gonna get to spend with your kids? How's it going to be when another man is raising your kids? What's going to happen that other man has kids the same age, and then there's a struggle with incest? You know, I mean, let's look at all the possibilities and get real about what could happen if you continue on this path. And then I will get them into their heart zone, and I will have them imagine all of those things happening. I'll just step them through them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Imagine mm-hmm. what it really is going to mm-hmm. feel like when you get a divorce and how many friends you're going to lose and mm-hmm. how much it's going to hurt you financially and what's going to be like to live in a single room apartment somewhere because you're paying child support. And, all, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll walk them through. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've, I've seen people just come unraveled when they begin to actually own the true uh, pain, you know, in, in their life and, and where it's coming from. And so, you know, take them through that. And then, and see, now for the first time, their mind, remember your brain, your mind always seeks to prove that you're right. So even when you're causing pain in your own life, your brain is always saying, oh, but here, here's a reason why what you're doing is okay. Right, right. It always it tries to protect your ego. Somehow. It just gives the other side. Right. Yep. So then, then what I'll have them do is I'll say, okay, now, now let's do this. What would, if they've identified a behavior, I'd say, so what behavior you think would change this? Now, if they haven't identified a behavior and if I can't get them to go there, then it's like, okay, what circumstances would you like to mm-hmm. change? But I really like to get them down to the behavior, behavior. to their own behavior. And I'll say, now I want us to make a list of all the possible great things that could happen if you begin, if this becomes your behavior, if this becomes your you know, your belief, or this becomes your circumstance. And I try to get them to make a list much longer than their pain list. And, you know, the list might be, well, you know something, I, I, man, I, I won't be tormented all the time. You know, so, so I'm going to, okay, so let's put in a positive term. Okay, so so, so I'm going to start being happy again. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
my wife and I are going to have a better sex life. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just you just every every possibility of pleasure, mm-hmm. and you take them, you have them make that list as long as they can make it, and then you get them in your in their heart zone, and you take them through experiencing those things as being real. Right now, for the first time, it is undeniable what the true source of pain and the true source of pleasure is. So at that point, that's where a person commits themselves to, this is what I choose. This is how I choose to function. And this is not just behavior modification because I've got to re see behavior modification is when you just change your behavior, you know, period. But trans and transformation is where you have the, the real motivation is your reasons for making the change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, so they get connected to this, and then they commit themselves to the grace of God. This is what I choose. And this really uh, was, was my precursor for getting people to write their character sketch. So after that, I, get, I follow up by getting to write a character sketch, which we've talked about in past programs, mm-hmm. and people can go back uh, and, and look at it and see. So now, anytime they start to waver, all they've got to do is go back and read, you know, read the anticipated are the true source of pain, true source of pleasure. And I'm telling you, your heart, your heart will, you'll shift back. You know, your paradigm, your paradigm will shift. And I'm so glad that you concluded with this because really this is the apply to life. This is that you're going to move away or your motivation is going to move toward. And what you did was you just gave us a very practical exercise that we can do as the listener and just write down, you know what, whatever it might be, the behavior that you would like to change, like what do you wish you were motivated to stop doing? Well, then just write that list of of what kind of pain you're inviting into your life as you are doing that particular thing or being that person. And, And what behavior would change this? Well, the great things that happen if you if, if, if this becomes your belief and that list is longer, and I'll tell you what, then we involve Jesus in it, and the Holy Spirit yep. in it, who is our counselor and our teacher and our guide and our best friend and our big brother. I mean, then all of a sudden we have just myriad of relationships of the pleasure of what it means to live life with yep. God, yeah. always provided for, always, always ready to hear his peace and his perspective yeah. in every moment. And I'll tell you, 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 you couple this concept with what we all believe, which is the Holy Spirit. And, and we've got an amazing hope for our future. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what I, what I have found, you know, cause I've, I've run this several times just even for myself. Mm-hmm. You've done this list. Oh yeah. And the, the hard part is what is your behavior? just because of my personality, my making, what's happened, you know, with me and my life mm-hmm. is that I I would always tend to want to point and blame others. Mm-hmm. You see, it's because of their behavior, it's what they're doing. But you've got to be able to quiet yourself and step back and just say, "Okay, what am I bringing or what is my behavior that's causing mm-hmm. yep. the chaos and the pain, you know, the confusion, yep. mm-hmm. the conflict?" What is my behavior rather than just thinking, oh, if only they would or if if she would or he would, you know, it it would be so much better. You've got to take that step back and and really ask the Holy Spirit to really bring some enlightenment. It's not a condemnation, Mm -mm. but but it's an identifying of the behavior Mm -hmm. because what you want to do is truly find the true source of pain, but also find that true source of pleasure. 
because I heard these words very strongly today. What we inherently, we will inherently be, will inherently effortlessly move towards pleasure. I want to live a life that's part of my very Mm -hmm. makeup. That's true motivation. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, if you, if you ever slam a car door on your hand, <laughs> and I have when I was a kid, I, I think everybody did it one yeah, time or another when I was once. a kid. And so, <laughs> you know, you know, the the rest of your life, you never have to make yourself be safe in the way you close the car door. <laughs> and once we identify the true sources of pain, we inherently avoid those situations. Oh, 100%. And we inherently then go to, you know, what will what will bring us fulfillment, yes. bring us pleasure. Audrey and Jim, today has been very encouraging for me. I love taking a look at finding out what is the true source of pain, but also what is that true source of pleasure. Because we really want to be motivated into what to what God's pleasure is. So next week, I'm excited because now we're going to take this concept mm-hmm. and bring it into how do we turn this motivation into, into transformation. transformation. And so you will not want to miss next week's episode. Absolutely. As well, be sure to go back, uh, listen to previous episodes. If you're a new listener, catch up with us. They kind of all link with each other. We kind of build one on top of the other. And next week, don't miss it, episode number 22. We look forward to having you with and us. And don't forget to go to livetransform.com there's so much product that is there heart physics exactly. the things that we've talked about you'll see right there on livetransform.com we love you our thank listeners. you everyone bye bye